there is so much golden footage, like the seconds mm-hmm. before and the seconds after we begin an episode, and we need to combine all that on like the five year anniversary or something. Ten year. <laughs> okay. Hello, welcome to Forefront 360, where we take you all around the intersection of the arts and the Christian faith. My name is Cody Schweikert. I'm with my man, Nathan Mancini. Hello, happy to be here. And we are joined um, from the great state of Illinois, I believe, uh, by Zach Ozinski. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing well. Good to be talking to you guys from snowy Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. <sighs> Just beautiful. What a beautiful name for a place. I love champagne. Champagne. Um, so we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a little arts review today. Nice. Uh, yeah. So um, without uh, without further ado, Nate, what do you what have you been uh, up to lately? Yeah. So earlier uh, last year in 2019, uh, I backed uh, a Kickstarter project by Strawn. And uh, Strawn is a a musician, a singer songwriter, and a poet. And uh, so he did this Kickstarter project called Prayer and Vulnerability. And so Prayer was a, a book of poems that he wrote, and poems and meditations. And Vulnerability was a music album that he did. And I just wanted to read a description of, of what he wrote about the music album called Vulnerability. <clears throat> he says, The first day I sat down in front of the mics to record what I'd initially hoped would be an EP, I honestly didn't think I'd be able to croak out a half-decent song. I'd been sick for years, really sick, more sick than I felt I could even let on to my friends and family at home, and it had changed my voice a lot. I wasn't sitting in Varsity Studios with my friend and co-producer John Class because I was full of album-length energy. I was sitting there because I was desperate to try something, to do anything to walk out of years of dark night living, to do the only thing I had the reflex for, to sing psalms. But an album did come, and as a result, every song on this record is tentative. Most of them were wept out, thrown down, keys, and at times more whispered than spoken. But all are born from not only raw and honest writing, but a truly raw and honest performance and production. That's why I decided to call this record Vulnerability. So it's a a really beautiful album, and you can look it up on Apple Music or Spotify. And uh, it's an album that, you know, I I think when when we think about a lot of the music we like to listen to, it's like, oh, I want to find something to listen to while I exercise or, oh, I want to find something to listen to while I cruise down the highway or or on my commute. It's like we're looking for music that's going to kind of pump us up and be exciting and interesting. And it's going to have those like choruses that just repeat and just get us going. This album is not that this this album is an album that. I don't think works in in that way. And it's also not the kind of album that you can like put on in the background and just forget about, but rather it's an album of meditations. It's an album of Psalms. And I think when you have something like that, you need to, you need to pay attention to it. It's something that you you need to listen to it and you need, you need to listen to the, the words that are being said and the way they're being said. And you need to like feel along with it. And so I feel like it's, you know, vulnerability is like, it's an album that's meant to be listened to in the quiet, in the quiet, you're sitting by the fire or you're going for a walk in the winter time mm-hmm. and you just need to think. And this, this album lets you do that and it directs your thoughts to God. So it's, it's an absolutely beautiful album. Um, it's very emotionally raw and you know, there are high points. There's a song called the streets with John Mark McMillan 
and that's a, a beautiful song and it's an exciting song and it's this like <laughs> anthem this this chorus of hallelujah uh but there are so many other songs on the album that are are lamentations and and just songs mm. that are crying out to god and trying to find hope um there's one called holding on that's just absolutely beautiful um, and I think it's like the centerpiece of the album and it actually happens in the center point of the album. So definitely give that a listen. So that's Vulnerability by Strawn. That's spelled S-T-R-A-H-A-N. <laughs> you can look it up on your favorite music service. And then along with that, he wrote a book, like I said, called Prayer Volume 1. And the book is, I feel like it's kind of a companion piece to the album in some ways because it's uh, basically a, a book of psalms, a book of poems, and he uh, combines each poem with kind of a, a meditation or an explanation of his thought process behind it. And so uh, on each page, you, you have a poem at the top, and then you have a meditation at the bottom. And uh, I love a lot of things about this little book. It's it's a very small book. It's a short book, um, but it's a book that you want to kind of dig into and spend some time on each page. I like it for a lot of reasons. I like the minimalistic <coughs> design. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of white space in it. Uh, like a lot of the pages is just like blank white space, and then there are some pages that have these beautiful colors on them as well. Yeah, wow. I see it now. That's why I'm reacting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so listeners, you can imagine, pull over in your car, imagine what the book looks like. Uh, and it's got, um, kind of, a, it's got kind of a, a mountaintop aesthetic in the sense that there's this like sketch line that goes to the middle of the book that looks like mountain peaks. And it kind of has these like peaks and valleys as it goes. Yeah. And that, that kind of tracks like the journey of the Psalms that are being written. Not unlike life itself. Indeed. Wow. Yeah. It's a metaphor for life. And, you know, I, I just think that this book, uh, it uses the form of a book in, an, in a neat way. You know, I think a lot of books you could say, oh, you could just like get that as an ebook and you mm -hmm. could just read it. It's, you know, it's really about the content. It's about the text. I feel like this book, you know, you really need to have it as a physical book to really appreciate it because for one, you're kind of holding something in your hands. It's that embodiment and that experience that you have of a physical book. But then the way that it's laid out, you have these Psalms that are written in kind of larger text. And then you have these meditations that are written in really small text at the bottom. And so the meditation kind of fades away until you want to go to it, until you want to read, you know, what Strauss thoughts were as he, as he wrote this Psalm. And so um, I think it's really special. It works really well as a physical book. It's a great tool for meditation. And I thought I would just read one of these poems to you and so that you could kind of hear what it's like and, and see if this is something you'd be interested in. So this, this poem or this psalm is called, I'm not today what I'd imagined, thank God. It says, Father, keep me thankful for the wonder you are making me, reminding me that you are the great artist and that my final form is your deepest pleasure. And he talks in his meditation about how um, it's just a magnificent thing to give our lives to the maker so that he can create a piece of art out of us, uh, something that we haven't even imagined. And the, the beauty in resting in that, but, but the difficulty in doing that. And the last line is, he says in his meditation, mm -hmm. I'm trusting that God's intentions are far greater than my imagination. 
And I think that that's um, wow. just a lot of what this book does is it, it says, uh, I've come to the end of myself, uh, but, but God has greater plans for me and I'm going to rest in that. So it's a beautiful book. Yeah. Check it out. It's called Prayer Volume 1. I'm sure you can get it where, where books are sold or on Strawn's website. Again, Strawn, S-T-R-A-H-A-N. And, uh, you know, listen to the album, read the book. I think it's a great way of just uh, meditating and bring your heart closer to God. Wow. I was not ready for that. I didn't know, you know, I didn't. We did a little show prep before the show. Yeah, Nate said he was going to talk about this uh, music he's been listening to. Was not prepared for that, sir. That's deep, man. It's really special. Yeah, like the idea of giving yourself to the Creator and giving your life and trusting and trusting your life to Christ to do something with it is not a, a easy thing. In fact, it's even dangerous. Yeah. You know, you're, you're risking a lot by following Christ. You're you're stepping into suffering, and um, it's not easy. It sounds like he. Uh, he is aware of that, but is also in- encouraging himself and others to to trust that it's for our ultimate good and for his glory. That's that's profound. Yeah, I think a lot of artists can speak out of a place of success. You know, when you, you think about these big artists that sing songs of hope, and it's like, oh well, that must be easy. Like your life is so amazing, and you're mm-hmm. famous, and you've got all this stuff, and you've got all these experiences. But Strawn's not not like that, right? He's an artist who's gone through these very difficult times, and he has had successes, but he's had a lot of failures and a lot of hardship, a lot of um, health issues and trials. And so, I think for him, like like this music and these poems come out of a place of understanding suffering and understanding hardship. And when someone like that tells mm-hmm. you that there's hope, mm-hmm. it's so much more powerful right. than when someone tells you from a place yeah. of ease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen, man. Yeah. And, and when an artist of faith comes out on the other side of a season of suffering and their work reflects a heart that loves God even more deeply and more, um, more intensely. Yeah. That's um, that's to me really encouraging, mm-hmm. really yes. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing, man. That is excellent. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. For yeah, sure. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. Wow. Sweet. All right, Zach. What do you got for us? Yeah. So, speaking of quiet and yet <clears throat> encouraging music, I've been really taken recently by the work by the band Lowland Hum. Mm. They are a husband and wife duo of Lauren and Daniel Goins, who are based in Charlottesville, Virginia. And I was first tipped off to their work by our friend Ryan Flanagan from Liturgical Folk. Mm-hmm. Um, because in our conversation, he mentioned that Lauren Goins, who performs on several of Liturgical Folk's albums um he mentioned to me that she was in this band and that i should check them out and um i had already been really i would say enchanted and comforted by by lauren's vocals on on those albums particularly of uh lent and eden land so i started listening to them this past summer, they had just released their most recent album, which is called 
Glyphonic. And the the album itself is covered in collage work by by Lauren herself. Mm. And <clears throat> the music on the album is fairly it's fairly um sparse, it's quiet and it's very it's such an intimate portrait of a couple who are pursuing a life in performing together mm. and it shines a light on <clears throat> the realities of the fatigue or the burnout or what have you of the realities of being a musician on the road and saying yes to every opportunity that you can to perform. Right. And I, as far as I can understand, this music came out of a place of seeing and experiencing where that kind of fatigue can, can bring you. Mm. And so, um, the, the song that I wanted to, to read you off lyrics of was feels thematically related to, to Nate, what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the last song on this album is called In Darkness. And it's Daniel on guitar and Lauren on vocals. And the track is bookended by some just subtle audio clips of uh, water kind of sloshing around in a pool. Mm -hmm. And the lyrics of of the song are um, a forest of my mind, calm and slow and no comfort of the darkness. Knowing you, I'm more myself, but not a self I know one from somewhere else our pool excuse me hidden bell sleeps in you begging to be traced harvested from darkness our pool has two deep ends life on the surface dive down again the deeper that we go i yield myself to the hand that knows its way in darkness. Wow. And so for me personally, that that track in particular, but the whole album was really deep comfort to me over this summer. And, you know, I was coming out of a season of injury and had not played my instrument for several months and was just getting back on my feet and had a lot of time this summer to just be quiet myself and reflect a lot on uh, my purpose as a musician and the work that, that I hope to do and what that looks like in light of God's provision in light of his faithfulness and learning in this season just how deep runs his love and how trustworthy he is that track really resonated with me deeply um so i would highly recommend checking out lowland hum's work you can find them at lowlandhum.com you can follow them 
at Lowland Tom on Instagram. Um, you'll see a lot of posts by them of a cabin that they're building in Virginia. Um, you can follow their hashtag support quiet music. Mm-hmm. Um, can you spell yeah, it, Zach? Um, spell Lowland Tom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. L-O-W-L-A-N-D-H-U-M. Lowland Hum. Cool. Well, I wanted to share a, a story, too. They had, um, so I have Instagram, but I do not know how much of it works. And so I was looking on their Instagram story one day over the summer, and they were talking about their favorite coffee mugs. And they sent out this kind of response thing of like, hey, if you have a favorite coffee mug yourself, send us a picture. And so I tried to do that, but ended up <laughs> DMing them the picture by mistake. <laughs> Bold move. And then what I went and then when I realized what I did, I tried to exit from the message, but then somehow I started video chatting them <laughs> and was just like, oh my gosh. What did I do? <laughs> so what you're saying is, um, what you're saying is we have no chance at uh, like developing a, a partnership with these artists because you've thoroughly freaked them out. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I really no, like they, this um, mug. You got to see this mug. <laughs> you must see the mug. I got to show it to you live. <laughs> no, no. A picture will not do Answer my call. Answer my call. You got to hear the mug. Uh, I know. They were cool about it. Thankfully, they didn't answer. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, that would have been yeah, fun. They were cool about it. They were like, oh, yeah. It's fine. So, yeah. Maybe you guys will become best friends someday. That's kind of how those things go, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, how did you guys meet? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to use Instagram. Just accidentally called them. We had this great conversation. <laughs> So Zach, I was talking about this album, you know, vulnerability and like the places that you might want to listen to it. Where do you like to listen to Lowland Hum? Oh my gosh. Um, I, so one of the things that was so perfect about this album for me this summer is that, um, you know, a lot of the songs on the, on the album are actually fairly, they, they take place during summertime. Um, there's a song that's called, uh, Salzburg summer but there's lyrics that reference like the Indiana cornfields mm. and, and places like that open countrysides and that is exactly where I spent my summer just in Illinois but the exact yeah. same landscape mm. um, suitably Midwest um, so that was yeah exactly so that was just perfect um, so this album in particular I would listen to it when I would just go out on a drive to one of my favorite prairies out here and that um, is what you would do zach <laughs> so cool man kind of do what you got to do to about grad school you know you know when i'm um, driving out to the prairie to play my flute uh <laughs> not not for not for applause but just to the glory of the lord just solitude it's, it's a place where you can just be you, know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you are so cool zach that's it aspirational <laughs> man very cool. That's great. I gotta listen to more Lowland Hum. Lowland Hum. Mm-hmm. And what's the title of the song you read lyrics for? Glyphonic? Is that the title of the track? Um the album's called Glyphonic. It's their most recent one. I think it came out twenty nineteen. And um the track was called In Darkness. In Darkness. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, what do you got for us, Cody? Yeah, so um 
I got a couple things. We got this. Uh, just just briefly mention him. This guy's name is uh, Holvey. <laughs> all right, uh, Reach Records just signed this guy. I think pretty recently. Uh, you spell his name H U L V E Y, and uh, Holvey official is his uh, his name on Instagram. So I started following this cat. Saw his uh, saw like this little prelude. Um, and this little freestyle rap that he did on Instagram, just stumbled upon it. And uh, Lecrae has totally in- endorsed him. He looks like a young dude. Like, um, I, I don't know much about him yet, but I've listened to a couple of his songs, and uh, he's got more stuff forthcoming. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like it. He's got a little bit of Andy Minio in him, got a little NF, got a little Lecrae in him. He's kind of, um, I'm still learning about him, but uh, I-, I love Christian hip-hop music and... Um, Reach Records just puts out good music all the time, and so uh, keep your eyes on keep your eyes on Halvey and, and the things to come from him. I expect some good stuff uh, on the horizon. So there's that, but mostly I wanted to I want to share about a this really great book that I've had at my house for a while and um, have just started to flip through more as mm-hmm. of late. Uh, it's called The Christian Imagination. The Practice of Faith in Literature and Writing. And uh, the editor is Leland Riken. I believe I'm saying that right. And um, it's essentially just a, a collection of essays and um, di- different pieces of writing about that very topic, the Christian imagination. So it's pretty broad. Um, but if, you're, if you have any literary bone in you, um, this is definitely a, a book worth finding, either borrowing or getting a copy of. Uh, it's broken into 10 parts. Uh, the 10 parts are, I'll just read them out real quick. Part one is a Christian philosophy of literature. And two is imagination, beauty, and creativity. Part three is to teach and delight. Part four is the Christian writer. Part five, the Christian reader. Part six, state of the art, success and failure in current Christian fiction and poetry. Part seven is realism. Part eight is myth and fantasy. Part nine is poetry. Poetry deserves its own section, of course. And then we've got part 10, narrative. And um, it features just like a solid collection of, of names here. We've got uh, Tolkien, Frederick Buchner, Annie Dillard, George MacDonald, Francis Schaeffer. Of course, C.S. Lewis is riddled throughout the, uh, the book. Um, my boy, Clive Staples. Um, and I just wanted to read a couple of quotes. At the end of some of the parts, they have a chapter that is just a collection of quotes. And um, this chapter, this collection is called Reflections on the Joy of Reading. So I just wanted to read a couple of these for you. Um, <clears throat> probably won't discuss each one, but let me just throw these quotes your way and uh, whet your appetite with this book here. So this is from George Louise Borge. He says... I have always imagined that paradise will be a kind of library. Okay, that'd be nice. Um, C.S. Lewis says, It is a good rule after reading a new book never to allow yourself another new one till you have read an old one in between. Mm. Not, of course, that there is any magic about the past. People were no cleverer than they are now. They made as many mistakes as we, but not the same mistakes. Mm. So... 
that hmm. that rule, you know, that's in a quote, but that rule may work for C.S. Lewis. I don't know if I could read reread a book every time I fish. I'd probably end up reading ten books for the rest of my life if I went at that pace. But well, the principle, well, well, right. But he's basically saying read a book that was written a while ago, right? Historically, okay. right. So not, not reread, not reread a book, but read an old book. Mm. Read read a book from someone who's not living right now. Good, because right, that, they have a different perspective. That sounds much more reasonable and doable. So <laughs> you're like, wait, how many times do I have to wait, repeat what? the same book? <laughs> Never allow yourself to read a new one. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Sing to the Lord a new got, song. We got Come so on, much Lewis. time here. CS. Um, yeah, but I, I love the principle in that. Um, now that I understand it, <laughs> um, Dorothy Sayers says, when we read the poem or see the play or picture, or hear the music, it is as though a light were turned on inside us. We say, ah, I recognize that. That is something which I obscurely felt to be going on in and about me, but I didn't know what it was and couldn't express it. But now that the artist has made its image, imaged it forth for me, I can possess and take hold of it and make it my own and turn it into a source of knowledge and strength. So good. Yeah. Uh, Aldous Huxley says, one of our most ordinary reactions to a good piece of literary art is expressed in the formula, this is what I always felt and thought, but have never been able to put clearly into words, even for myself. So that's just a sampling um, of one little chapter of its kind in a book of of all kinds of essays and writings and poems and um, it's just it's just a great little collection to have. Uh, again, it's called the Christian Imagination, um, edited by Leland Riken, and uh, yeah, I've I've gone to this and it's been whether you're trying to enjoy literature um, t- to a deeper degree or trying to be a better creator, whatever it is, uh, this book has been pretty helpful. So that's great. Have you discovered any authors that after reading their quotes or their essays in this book, it's made you want to read more of them? It's a good question. And if, uh, if I were a better man, I would say yes. But so far I have gone to the, uh, the collections of quotes because it's just like easy to, to get some quick stuff. Uh, and there are lots of CS Lewis essays, which I just lazily (laughs) go to those because I know I'll love them. Um, but there are there are some authors I'm ashamed to say I don't I'm not familiar with and I feel like I should be, uh, like Flannery O'Connor. I think I've read like one short story, but Flannery yeah. O'Connor. But hear just amazing things about uh, her writing. Yeah. Um, Madeline Langle and of course Tolkien. I've got lots of Tolkien. I've only read The Hobbit. We've talked about this before, Nate. But um, yeah, I've got lots to read, and um, because I've got to read reread a book every time I finish a new book. It's going to take me forever to get to these yeah, people. It's, it's hard to make any progress. <laughs> it really is. So um, it's, uh, That's Clive's, Clive's fault there. Clive's fault, yeah. But <laughs> you've got you to listen to Clive. I mean, everything he wrote is just short of inspired, right? So It's inspiring. It is inspiring. Um, boys, anything else? Anything else uh, we want to mention or beautiful things to say? For the podcast world, good radio. Before we conclude here, Zach, do you have any bits of wisdom or prairie, mm. prairies to speak of? Yeah, when you've been out in the prairie, what's what's a meditation you can bring to us from that? Yeah, bring us a, bring us your deepest, most profound meditation from the prairie. Just drop it on us. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, um, Jesus is king. I, 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 Jesus is king. I, I will say that, um, I think this was on Josh Gerald's Instagram, but he talked about, it might've been one of his promotional videos for, uh, Chrysaline. Mm-hmm. He talked about the the importance for for an artist to have a place because he lives in Indiana to to have a place like a prairie where you can go and be able to just look out and see the horizon mm-hmm. and see the sky. Mm-hmm. And I'm really fortunate living in Illinois that I have an abundance of that if I just drive for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just... That's good, actually, because one of the things I love about living in Rochester is, you, you know, you, you can get the urban experience downtown. Mm-hmm. But if you drive, like, six and a half minutes in any direction, you can find an open field and a prairie and a horizon. And uh, I find myself, mm-hmm. be, being a boy that grew up in a rural town and who now lives in the city, I find myself pretty refreshed when I uh, when I make my way out into the open land. So, yeah, it is it's good medicine for the soul, oh. right? And I've often thought, like, we always feel like we have to go on these vacations, like, to mm-hmm. see beautiful things. Like, oh, man, it's just, like, every day I'm in an office, I got to, like, go on a vacation and, like, see some cool stuff. But, like, how many nights could you walk outside and see an absolutely beautiful sky of stars, but you just don't? Mm-hmm. Like, it's there yeah, for the seeing. Yeah. God's put it there. You Like, anywhere where there's not too much light pollution, you can go out and see this incredible vista of stars. Mm -hmm. You know, not every night in Rochester because it's cloudy, but a lot of nights it's it's not. And like you could go out and see that and get so much beauty from that. And so often we don't. And it's like, man, how much beauty is there right outside our door? Dude, for example, Letchworth State Park is criminally underrated by New Yorkers. Yeah, and it's right there. I mean, glorious, like beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I've been like three times. It's yeah. criminal. I should be arrested. I should be arrested for not going there more. Boys, I'm afraid if I don't if I don't cut the head off this podcast, it it may take over and just go on for hours. Maybe 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 that's natural. Maybe we should allow that to happen. But we're, we're at the precipice right now. We where, are where you can choose, right? Do you either end it now or does it go on forever? And I think I think that's that's an exciting place to be mm. at the precipice. At the precipice. Imagine living life at the precipice. Oh, my gosh. Like, like, I mean, kind of like at Letchworth. Um, yeah. And there, I think there's beauty to be had there. Kind of like Kanye, cutting-edge music. Like, yep. yeah. But so, there's a risk. There's a risk. Mm. Man, this, this episode's got legs. We might just turn this into a, a, a multi-series here. but uh, They're still walking. We're still going. Um, I, I got to stop it. Zach, stop talking. We're going we're gonna to get we're gonna wrap up here. Uh, friends, thank you for listening so much. We sincerely appreciate it. Um, we, we love chatting with each other, and we, we, hope, that, uh, we hope that you enjoy these, these episodes we're doing. Um, if you do, leave us a, a rate and review. Um, five-star ratings are much appreciated. But, guys, we'll talk to you again soon. Until then, keep pursuing authentic faith and excellent art.